Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. We told her story part one last year, and now it's time for part two. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. All right, you guys, welcome on into The Point with Kristen Burton. And I've got to tell you guys, I am so excited about today's guest because, of course, I told part one on Dance Network last year. We did it in an article. In fact, I linked to it on my Twitter page so you can go and take a look at it. And now it's time to talk about what's happening now and go a little bit of a deeper dive. So introducing my friend and one of my favorite people to talk about in the dance world, Britt Stewart. Hello, everyone. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited you're here today. Oh, I'm excited too. I know. I got to tell you, I got a lot of, we love her. I love her so much. I'm like, I love her too. Oh, that's so sweet. (laughs) I know. It's it's good when people like you. It's a good feeling. Yeah, it feels pretty good. I know. And you know, you were the first person to kind of do this because last year I did some deep dive articles with you and Jenna Johnson and of course, Lindsay Arnold, but you're the first person out of those three that I've had in studio, and I'm like, I feel like this is like a kind of a continuation. Uh, yeah. yeah, lucky me. I know. <laughs> I'm so excited that you're you're here doing this, and you and I talked a little bit um, off camera and kind of where we wanted to mm-hmm. start. So if you guys want to know like the early beginnings of her dance career, of course, it is in that article. I kind of wanted to start a little bit later on. Um, where we go to High School Musical 3. Uh-huh. And because this sort of intersected with the time, and I think a lot of dancers face this, yeah. college or working professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, this kind of dovetailed for you. You kind of did, did both. Yeah. Um, but you went to college first. I did. Even though you had done High School Musical 1 and 2. Yes. So I started with High School Musical 1 when I was 15, mm-hmm. which was awesome. I was... I love to say this. I was doing High School Musical while I was in high school. Which Um, is the best, honestly. That's kind of like cool street cred, I think. I think so, too. I Like, after I did the movies, I came back to school, and I was like the cool kid in town, which before I wasn't so cool. Well, and this this movie turned out to be way bigger than anyone thought, too. That was the crazy part. That was the crazy part. The first one had low budget. We only filmed, I think, for, well, rehearsed and filmed, I think, for six weeks. We Mm -hmm. were in production, and then it just became into this complete phenomenon so, cut to High School Musical 3. Well, I should say after High School Musical 2. Mm-hmm. That was my senior year. And then um, and then I always, I loved school. So I did want to go to college. That mm-hmm. was something that um, my parents wanted me to do. I wanted to do. Um, and so I went to Loyola Marymount here in Los Angeles. Yes. And I was a double major in natural science and dance. And I love that when you told me that. I was like, natural science? Yeah. That's kind of amazing. Yeah, well, at the school, it's basically the road that you take for pre-med or something in the medical field, Mm -hmm. which uh, the physical body has always really intrigued me and I think it's kind of natural just being a dancer too it's like what is my body doing yeah, well, you're very in tune with your body too yes. as a dancer yes. you know you're like wait this doesn't feel right or I know <laughs> right. what I need nutrient wise what I'm lacking exactly yeah. <laughs> exactly so um so then I got through my first semester at LMU which was amazing I love it there and about halfway through my second semester Kenny Ortega called me and was like you've done the first and the second movie, High School Musical, you have to do the third one. And um, I was like, okay, yeah. Yeah, I have to do it, and I want to do it. <laughs> and so it was filming soonish, right? In the middle of the semester, it right? It was filming in the middle of the semester. So, And it was past the time that I could withdraw. So basically, I just had to make a decision. Um, and I talked to all my professors, and at that time, the director of dance at the um, LMU dance department and I ended up leaving school to film High School Musical with the thought actually that I was going to return in the fall um and that did not happen (laughs) what happened (laughs) what happened (laughs) so um after I filmed the third High School Musical um Chucky Claypow 
got me in touch with MSA, which is now still my agency. Yes. So I got an agent that summer after we finished filming, and then I started having auditions. And basically, High School Musical was my setting off point yep. for my dance career. I just started really making connections and started working more. And um, I delayed my fall semester. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I ended up booking the movie Fame with Marguerite Derrick. Marguerite Derrick. Yes, we love her. And look, <laughs> let's just talk about this. I talked about this briefly in the article too, but I was like, you went from working with Kenny Ortega to Marguerite Derricks. I mean, these are high level choreographers. They were also high level dancers yes. um, during their day as yes. well. Uh, this is pretty incredible so early in your career. Yeah, I I mean, I really feel very blessed and very lucky too that I was able to have those connections as such a young dancer. I don't think everyone has that experience, so I do I'm very grateful for that. Um so Fame happened, and <laughs> were you still like delaying uh, going back enrollment? Because I know you can delay for a certain amount of time, and yes. then they're like, "You can't do it anymore." Yes, I was still delaying it. I was still delaying it, and then eventually, you know, it got to the point where my parents were like, "Okay, Britt, what are we going to do?" <laughs> <laughs> this is your aha moment, and yes. you need to make a decision. Yes, and I was, to be honest, I was really. I was still very back and forth about the whole thing. I didn't know what I wanted to do because I did love school so much. Mm -hmm. Um, So my parents were the ones that told me to leave school. When you get that blessing, it's actually good. Yes. And, you know, they basically said, if you want to ever go back to school, school's always there. Mm -hmm. But right now, God and the universe, they're showing you, or he, whatever you want to say, this is is the path that you are meant to take at this moment in your life. So I left school. Thank you, mom and dad. (laughs) It probably was a bit of a relief because I think um, had I been in the same situation, I would have been afraid to disappoint my parents. Right. And I think that's something that probably stays with you your whole life. It definitely does. (laughs) Yes. But I think they they probably took a weight off of you of like, we are okay with this. It absolutely did. I mean, yeah, I think it was a little bit of pressure too for my parents because we a lot of times grow up thinking that that is the right path to take mm-hmm. to go to school. And sometimes, and I still believe that college can be the right path for certain people. Mm-hmm. Um, it just wasn't for me. Absolutely. At that time. Um, but I loved being in school and I appreciate school for what it is. I really do. Yeah. And as you said, it, it is always there for you. I went sort of the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. I went to NYU and on dance scholarship. And, you know, I look back at it now and it, that was kind of like my tunnel vision of yeah. it. But I look at programs. Um, USC has an incredible, the Gloria mm-hmm. Kaufman program. And they're kind of very, very open to school, working at the same time. There's a better balance, I think, now yeah. than there used to be. So if you're a dancer kind of in this situation, just really see what your opportunities are at the moment. Yeah. And I would just say, too, um, go with your gut. If you know that you want to move to LA or New York mm-hmm. or I mean now there's so many other cities. Atlanta. Like Atlanta, is, Chicago. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, go with your gut. Do it. You know, there's so many successful people in this business that didn't go to school. But then also if you do want to go to school, don't be afraid that you're going to miss out on anything. Yes. I think a lot of dancers are afraid that if I go to school for however long the program is, three, four years, that I'm going to miss out on so much of my dance career. Which is not the case at all. That's right. You know, four years in the grand scheme of, for me now, 15 is like so small. Right. And it's people so are small. dancing longer and later. It's yes. not like you're 30 and your career is done. That right. is not it anymore. That, so. is a, that is a myth. Yes. Don't listen to that. Don't listen to them. <laughs> exactly. So, I, But I think it's a, it's a really great dialogue to have. And, I, you know, I do um, a lot of talkbacks with dance studios mm-hmm. um, about this and just my career because my career sort of dovetailed and I've come full circle back here, yeah. which is great. But for people to realize it's not just the dance career of dancing professionally. There's also choreographing and right. now creating creative director, creative producer, executive producer, executive producer, even, you know, dance can lead to acting and theater and I mean, so many things. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that's kind of like the wonderful thing. Um, We talked a lot about um, Katy Perry, but before you did Katy Perry, you got Teen Beach Movie, didn't you? I did. I love this. And we did get an opportunity (laughs) to talk about that um, in the article. And, you know, I, I love this because you guys 
filmed in Puerto Rico, correct? We did. We and, did. Um, I know a lot of you guys have incredible memories mm-hmm. of filming down there. You know, it's been hard watching what they've been going through in the I last. I know, I know. There was actually a group of the actors that did a little fundraiser for mm-hmm. the citizens of Puerto Rico. And um, I think they were selling t-shirts to raise money oh, for I them. Love that. And it was really beautiful because we did, we really connected with that place. Um, you know, half the time we were filming the movie, we were pinching ourselves like, oh, we're filming on a beach. This is my this job is right now. I cannot <laughs> believe this. Um, so we really connected with Puerto Rico and the people there because we also worked with a lot of the local Puerto Rican dancers. So oh, that's fun. That yeah. brings in a, a fun element, too, because you oh, kind of yeah. see regionally what mm-hmm. dance is popular, what styles mm-hmm. and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got to work with Chris Scott, whom I love. I love Chris. Yeah. I do, too. <laughs> what is he like working with? Because I always find him so laid back. Sometimes when I'm backstage at So You Think You Can Dance, I'm like, Chris, just do an just interview. He's on. he's not about, like, this is me, this is my work. He's so humble about it. He really is. Um, What I really love about Chris is his vision. And when you're in the studio with him, he's very um, particular about things. And he really takes his time in thinking through, you know, this is the scene and then this is what the dance needs to look like. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it's so funny. I really every time I see Chris's choreography, I'm just blown away. I, I really am because I think visually it's so smart. Yes, and um, and yeah, he's great, but he's also a lot of fun to work for yeah, too. He, he is. He's very yeah. funny. I think people yeah. don't necessarily realize that too. And I, the one thing, especially when he does some of his hip hop stuff, I'm like, there's such a beautiful lyrical quality to it. There it's, is. To me, it's always just so unexpected. Yeah. Even though I know his style, but I'm like, oh. Wow. Yeah, I think that's what makes him so special as a choreographer. I really do. So, um, yeah, working with him on Teen Beach was really fun. And I think that was my that was my second time working for him, I believe. Because I did LXD before that. Oh, you did do LXD? I did. <gasps> but only a little bit. I only did a little bit of Did you work with it. John Chu, the director? I did. Oh. I did. Which I love John, too. He's uh, he's brilliant. He's amazing. You guys, if you haven't seen League of Extraordinary Dancers, this was kind of a very visionary web mm-hmm. series that they did that mm-hmm. was unbelievable. I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was the first YouTube dance series. Yeah, and it made a big splash. I mean, John Chu as a director has a very Mm -hmm. specific vision, and it's stunning and incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's amazing. He also did the um, Virgin America safety video. We love that. I did, which was really awesome. So he he's really great. And yes, LXD was really, especially at that time. I think that's when YouTube and social media and everything was really coming up and becoming very popular. So it kind of set dance in that world, in my eyes. Yeah, it was very groundbreaking, yeah. I remember, because I was covering that space quite a bit at the time, and mm-hmm. uh, we were always like, John Chu, LXD, like, it was really a big deal. <laughs> it, was. it was really kind of incredible. Um, and you know what, I just realized, I'm like, you're, you've been had Disney in the house quite a bit in your career. Yes, Disney is... Uh, they've been good to you. <laughs> they've been very good to me. I yeah, Disney started my career. Even, you know, ABC is owned by Disney. And mm-hmm. so I just, um, yeah, I'm really grateful for Disney. It's really been kind of an underlining, like, reoccurring thing in my career. Um, and you yeah. can play, that you can still play so young, too. Keep doing it, Britt. It's working really well. I cream. No. <laughs> no, I don't know, but it's so amazing. It's great. I was like, you guys, if you can be that Disney kid that especially, um, you have to understand this too, there's um, child labor laws here. If yeah. you can be 18 to play younger yeah. um, anytime where they don't have to worry about school or certain hours. See, these are this is the type of dancer you want to be. You want to be that young, fresh face as long as you can because it really is a yeah. big deal, honestly. Yeah, it is a big deal. I mean, I don't know. I think, too, also having Disney and, you know, all these other things in my career, too, I think I when I'm telling young dancers how to, you know, become a professional dancer or how to become successful, you know, also being versatile, mm-hmm. you know, and that means in every aspect, your look you know, your danceability and technique and everything, you know, I like, I'm very proud that I can say that I 
can still do Disney or have done Disney, but then also can do a music video or go on tour. With Katy Perry. Yes. (laughs) I know that, you know, it's so funny that, um, you know, this is a really good topic because I get a lot of um, fresh off the, you know, so you think you can dance sitting in the seat Mm. and they're all like, I want to go on tour with a major Mm -hmm. artist. This is a really big deal and it's a really big commitment. You were with Katy about three years? About three years, yeah. A long time a and long a long time. time living out of your suitcase. <laughs> and a long time away from L.A. And yeah. we talked a little bit about this in the article, but mm. you worry that people forget you. You're out of town. You're not yeah. in the, the audition loop. Yeah, I was always I was always really afraid of tour for that reason. I thought I was going to miss out on so much from being away from L.A., but really it's just, you know, it's taking the time to when you get back to reach out to your connections, to get back into class, get back into auditions. And um, I will actually never forget, I think it was like one of my first, it wasn't even really an audition. It was a master class with Brian Burke. Mm -hmm. And he was in this, he was really kind of looking for some people for, I believe it was for America's Got Talent, Mm -hmm. just to see some fresh faces and everything. And I remember I'd just gotten back from Katie's tour. And then afterwards... You know, I went up to him, said thank you, and he was like, Brit, he's like, I can't, like, I can't believe you came, you know? And I was just like, oh, of course I came, you know? Like, back in town? I'm back in town. It's a class. And at that, it was with MSA, so it was a free class at that. You're like, yeah. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Save um, my 15 bucks. <laughs> yeah. So I think if you, you know, if you come back from tour, just being still humble and, you know, and working hard, then there's nothing to be afraid of. Yeah, you can't rest on your laurels and be like, I just got off tour with Katy Perry. And that's the weird thing about being an artist, too. It's like, it's so funny because you're employed and you're making money and you're traveling the world on a major artist tour and you're like, what's happening back in L.A.? This happens Mm -hmm. a lot. And I think you have to be in the moment and really enjoy what's happening. Absolutely. But then when you get back to LA, you got to go back to the same thing. You can't just be like, I just I was in, you know, Bali and no, I was exactly. in <laughs> taking a private jet and yeah. <laughs> Well, it's so easy to get caught up in that world. Mm-hmm. You know, I say I'm so fortunate, but also I think, you know, I'm kind of ruined because Katie tr- she treated us so well that now if I pay for my own vacation like I can't stay at that same hotel. Wait, I was at the five star, like four seasons. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, you do miss that, don't you? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, of course. I like, I always have the travel bug now. It's true. Always. How many countries did you guys go in the Prismatic World Tour? Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's a good question. I don't know how many countries. I know we went to um, almost everywhere except for Africa. Wow. Except for Africa and like Antarctica. It's Antarctica. Um, but we went everywhere. We had, I believe in total, we had 150 something shows. Uh huh. And that didn't include, that was just her world tour. So that didn't include promo or any of the private shows that we did after the tour was over. Because the tour itself was only about an, a year and a half. And so every, the other year and a half that I spent with her was all other stuff. That's incredible. Yeah, it is incredible. And especially, you know, it also, it's amazing props <coughs> to her as well because she was able to tour with one album for that long. And stretch it out and make yes. money and sell yes. those tickets. That's we were incredible. sold out. It was amazing. It was amazing. I don't know how, how artists do that, but that shows how strong her fan base mm-hmm. was. That's incredible. Um, Dancing with the Stars. I, I love this story of how it came up for you because yeah. it isn't just like, I had an audition. No, guess what? Disney comes back into play here again. (laughs) And Mandy Moore. Yes, and Mandy. Talk about this little moment, because I think it's so sweet, because it just opens another door for you. Yeah, so um, it was for Disney's 60th anniversary. Yep, Disneyland. Yes, Yes. Disneyland. And it was, Derek Huff was hosting the whole event, and Whitney in the opening number was supposed to be, or was, his partner. Mm-hmm. So we are in rehearsals, and Whitney is lounging on her honeymoon because lucky she had girl. just gotten married. Yes, lucky girl. And we were in rehearsals, and um, everyone, all the higher-ups from Disney and ABC and Dancing with the Stars, all the executive producers, needed to see what Mandy had been working on with all of us, which is very very common. It yes. always happens on every job. Um, and out of the blue, I was in my spot, and then Mandy goes, Britt, dance with Derek. And I was like, You mean Derek Hoff? Yeah, like, Derek Hoff. What? And ballroom? And at that, yes, at that time, and ballroom, OMG. I was freaking <laughs> out. Um, 
but I nailed it. I guess. I'm um, sure he's a great partner, too, and you're just like, oh, I would have been so super focused. Like just, I was so focused, and you're right. Derek is, he's an amazing partner. I mean, his lead is amazing, so I knew exactly, you know, what to do from him. It's great. He made me look really good. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you did just fine, though, too. You're, you're pretty spectacular yourself. <laughs> um, but from there, um, it was... Ashley, she's one of the executive producers mm-hmm. on Dancing with the Stars. She saw me, and then that's how I got the audition, um, which is a, basically a two-part audition. It's a on-camera interview and then a dance audition. And what did you have to do for your dance audition? For the dance audition, um, Sasha and Haley taught us a, a little dance routine. So I danced with Sasha, and it was a mix of cha-cha and samba. It was okay. kind of like a fusion. And then I had to do a solo of my choice. And at that time, they it wasn't a requirement that I did ballroom. They're like, we just want to see you. We just want to see w- how you dance, what your favorite style is. So um, in very my style, I did a little bit of everything. I did jazz and a little mm-hmm. hip-hop. So I showed my technique, but I showed you know th- that I have some funk, too. Yep. And at that time, I had taken a couple ballroom classes. So um, I did a little ballroom as well. How many other people were in this audition? Were there other dancers auditioning with there you? There were. There were about five girls. Okay. Yeah. Two of us were not ballroom, and then the other three were. That's a little intimidating. I've got to say. Um, I would have been. It was a lot intimidating. <laughs> it was a lot intimidating, especially because one girl I know, she actually just, in the ballroom world, she had been competing pro-am for a very long time, and she just now went pro. Her name is Cheyenne. And oh, I know Cheyenne. You know Cheyenne? Yes. Yeah, so She's she- fantastic. So Cheyenne was in my audition. And beautiful. She's gorgeous. Oh my gosh. And so talented. And so, yes, it was a little intimidating. But, you know, when I'm in that zone, I just have to... You have to do you. I have to do me. Because otherwise, you're like, okay, well, look, she's pro. I mean, how can I compete with that? Right. And also, you have to trust that I got the audition for a reason. Mm -hmm. You know, they're completely aware that... At that time, I was not a ballroom dancer, mm-hmm. but had, you know, maybe a little experience here and there. Um, and I think that's also, like, the misconception about auditions and getting certain jobs is you don't have to pretend to be anybody that you're not. You know, it actually worked in my favor that I was very open and honest that, you know, I love ballroom. I was a f- I'm still a fan. I was a fan of ballroom. Mm-hmm. And that i always open to learning. Always. I think authenticity, and it's something that I think we forget in LA mm. quite a bit, but the more you're authentically you, yeah. the uh, they see that. And I think that that opens them up going, wow, we really like her. Or yeah. I think like she will fit really well on, on the show. And I think mm-hmm. that that's really important. And I think this this little bubble that we live in in LA, mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like, people are forgetting that. They forget. Mm-hmm. They really do. But there's something special when you can be completely yourself. And I think it's... I think it shows through. People can really see it. Now, if I remember you, because you guys find out about these jobs like last minute, you were like signing the contract in the car or something crazy yes. like that, right? Okay, so after the audition, it was before season 22. Mm-hmm. So it was a couple months after the audition. Um, they had already, I believe they had already started the show. And Mandy called me and she was like, there's a chance we might be able to get you on the show. You're like, what? And I was like, what? And she's like, but there's only a 99% chance. <laughs> That's pretty darn or, good. Or, sorry, she said yes. There's a 99 percent chance, and I was like, "Oh, this is great. This is really awesome. It's huge." She's like, "I'll get back to you in a couple days." I was like, "Okay, yes, this is going to be amazing." <laughs> she calls me in two days. She goes, "So, you know that one percent?" And you're like, <laughs> "What like, about it?" I was like, "What about the one percent?" She was like, "Brady, not this season." And I was like, oh. "Okay." So, cut to I think it was like four or five months later. It was, you know, I had moved on with my career. I was like, you know, you just have to keep shaking and moving. Right. No matter what. So I was doing all these things, you know, getting back into the world. I was off tour, so just trying to get myself back into everything. And then um, I get a call. It was actually from my agent. And he goes, Britt, they're wondering if you're available and interested to be on Troop for season 23. And I was like... Uh, yes. <laughs> totally open. Yes. Got it. <laughs> and then, yeah, I was, I signed my contract on my way to the opening number rehearsals. Oh my gosh. That's, that's <laughs> kind of amazing. And that's, I want people to understand too, like the roller coaster of this career. Yeah. Cause you're like, you're told 99% and you're thinking, 
that 1% is not going to come into play. Right. And it does come into play yeah. so often so in this often. industry. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. Like, what do you do in those moments? Like, those moments of disappointment. Because that is a disappointment where yeah. you're thinking, I'm, I'm on the show. It's season 22. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Um, I always tell myself, let yourself have a moment. Because, you know, it's just reality, you know. Mm-hmm. And we have feelings. You know, if you really think... If you're looking forward to something and you get let down, like you're going to feel let down. You're going to feel bummed out for a second. It's human. It's human. <laughs> so I give myself like a day. What What do you do in that day? It's like for me, I like a bag of potato chips. I'm sorry. And then, you know, maybe like a good movie on the couch just to wallow in it for a minute. You know, my mom always tells me if I'm really in a bad mood or I'm really upset, she tells me to go to the grocery store mm-hmm. and get something to cook dinner and some wine. That's and then cool. like an hour later, I'll call her. I'm like, mom. That's exactly what I needed. <laughs> like, that That's good perfect. mom advice. I, I love that. <laughs> I know. I know. So I just totally zen out. I cook. I meditate. I'll go get a massage. I'll just like take care of me and just, mm. you know, journal or whatever I need to do. And then hit the ground and running. And then hit the ground running. Yeah. But I think people forget to process. You know, they don't let mm-hmm. themselves go through being human and having feelings. They think that they're supposed to be completely like hard. You know, you're not and, a robot, and not, you're not a robot. So I let myself feel it, and I don't give myself. You know, I'm like, you have a day, and then you need to get yourself together. And so. that's the balance too. You can't like sit there for three weeks going, no. "This is mama." You know, I'm never going to work again. No. Yes, you are going to work again. Yes, of course. <laughs> I, mean, I actually just saw someone yesterday. Um, I was on set, and there was a dancer who was an extra, and he he had just filmed a scene with us. Um, like a couple days ago, and it was his first job. Mm. And so I saw him yesterday, and he was an extra, and he was like, Britt, he was like, how long do you think we're going to be here for? I was like, oh, honey, it's going it's to be a long, a long day. day. He was like, oh, well, oh, I'm missing an, an audition right now. And I was like, well, I was like, guess what? It's okay. I was like, this happens all the time, and there will be more. That's sometimes what you have to remind yourself. Yes. There's other opportunities, always. And if they like you, they'll call you in for the next job. Yes. And you, you'll the door will open again. Mm-hmm. It's this, I know, we we have this feast or famine um, sort of thing that goes on in our head, especially in this industry, New yeah. York, LA, Atlanta now, because yeah. Atlanta has so much going on. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I know it is crazy. It is so crazy. <laughs> Here's what I want to ask, because okay. I, I have pitched this idea to ABC a thousand times, and they haven't taken me up on it yet. <laughs> but what is a day in the life of a troop member like? Mm. Kind of an average one, because obviously every day is going to be different, but yeah, because um, you guys are used a lot now. We are. There's so many numbers. So I would, I'll give you an example of like one of our busiest sure. days. Um, so we would have like a four-hour rehearsal in the morning for opening number mm-hmm. with Mandy. And then from there, we might have like a quick break. Mm-hmm. And then we would go to, let's say, um, Cheryl's rehearsal with her celebrity. Yep. And this, the pros have us, they're only allotted us for two hours. So they can only have us for two hours oh, at a I time. Oh, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah, because it all has to be even and fair. Mm-hmm. So um, they'll have us for two hours, maybe like twice throughout the week. Yep. So we'll have like a two-hour he- two hour rehearsal there, two-hour rehearsal here, um, and then maybe you know a two-hour bumper rehearsal. And so our rehearsals are kind of sp- like sporadic throughout the week, um, and some days are busier than others. But then when it comes to camera blocking days, which is not always on Sundays, mm-hmm. those – like that's our busiest day. It's forever and long. It's forever. We're and there. spray tan day too, isn't it? It is spray tan day. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yes, camera blocking days and the show days are our longest. And on Mondays, we have um, our dance bumps are first up for camera blocking, oh my gosh. which is usually at like 7 a.m. Yeah, so hair and makeup starts at what? <laughs> yeah, well, it depends on the day. It depends on how busy. If we're really busy, then we'd get there like probably 6, 6.30 just to get going. Yep. And then um, have, have bumper rehearsal, which to me now, I remember my first season, I would freak out, like really freak out. <laughs> um, now it's, I kind of find it a little bit funny. Um, but it's so funny to like wake up, drive to work, and then do our bumpers, which it's like fifteen. I would say fifteen to forty seconds, like forty being a long, a long, bumper. a long bumper, yeah. Um, but then you know we put in everything in these bumpers, and so at seven a.m. I just woke up and I'm doing like flips and lifts <laughs> and like spinning, yeah. <laughs> 
it's a great way to wake up. Yeah, you're like, that'll shake you right out. Shake your oh, chakras, yeah. as they oh, say. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Shake your chakras. Shake your chakras. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you're like, all right, I am up. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. I Also, um, when it comes to um, you guys getting employed, mm. you guys are finding out just as late as the pros are, too, aren't you? Oh, yes. Yeah, we definitely do. Um, we The troop is actually the last people to find out. Because they have to go through all the pros to make sure that yeah. they have celebrities. Yes, and yes, and making sure that like all the pros are matched well with their celebrity and all that stuff. So we are the last. That's to know. hard. It is hard. It is hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's not easy because you sit yeah. there and you go, "Am I on? Am yeah. I not?" Like, yeah. It's kind of interesting that that everything. It's it's a top ten show, I and know. that how everything is really laid out pretty late, just because celebrities sometimes drop out. Yep. Yeah. And they're scrambling. They're scrambling. So it's not, you know, I just think it's the name of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, and I try to remind myself, too, that it's not just, you know, Dancing with the Stars that you find out late on things, too. You know, I've been in other job situations where you audition and then you're like, is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? You know, I just think it's maybe part of being a dancer. Part of production. <laughs> it's part of production. And being on the other side of it, too, you know, I can understand why it would be so, you know, difficult to cast or it, there's a lot of moving parts. And contracts hold a lot of things up too. I think that's, yes. you know, lawyers can tie things up yes. people and it's on the celebrity side we're yeah. talking about. So it's, <laughs> you guys are under contract, but yeah. uh, it's, it's tough. It is tough. It's definitely tough. Mm-hmm. How do you feel like your ballroom is now? Like now that you've had seasons under your belt yeah. and, and here you are and I know that you trained, you competed. I did. Yeah. So my first season, I, I was a mad woman. Anytime I had time off, I was training. Um, and during that time, I was training for my pro-am competitions with my partner. And I I just really felt like it was really necessary, especially me coming from the jazz commercial world, yep. to really respect ballroom and to respect the art of ballroom and to also respect the other dancers on the show. Because, you know, I'm dancing with amazing ballroom dancers who've been doing it their whole lives, been competing. You know, you have people like Val and Max and Artem. Well, really everybody, Sharna, Gleb, that are winners, like world winners in the ballroom competition world. So I just, like I said, I was a mad woman. I was really just... (laughs) But it's good to be the constant student, though. That's, I think, the smart thing. Yes. So, I mean, to answer your question, I would consider myself still a student, you know, and even, you know, my teachers and my, now I... I'm very proud to say, like, my ballroom associate, Your, your, your yes. peers, the like ballroom peers, community, yes. You know, I get really good feedback of them just saying, you know, how much I have um, grown as a ballroom dancer. And so, you know, I would say that I would now consider myself a ballroom dancer. I love that. Which I am really proud to say because I really love it. I really love it. What's but, your favorite aspect of it? Because it's so different than other forms of dance. It is so different. I mean... Honestly, I think at first, I think it was the challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because I've been dancing and doing jazz and ballet and hip hop and tap and other art forms or other dance forms for so long that having something that really challenged me and that was just kind of shifting my idea yes. of different stuff was really intriguing to me. The weight shifts to me are like, and it's mind completely blowing. different from everything that I've <laughs> yes. been taught to do. Um, but now, too, I love incorporating ballroom into like when I do jazz and other choreography it's it's really fun um but also I just really like the passion of ballroom Mm. I really like it um I don't know it's something about it it's just so passionate and it's 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 sexy too and um and there's so many it's really intricate too and it's really intricate with your partner as well. Like feeling the energy of the person that you're dancing with is so important and so crucial yep. that I think that's fun too, is like feeling the energy. And especially on the show, you dance with everybody. So that's really cool is, you know, feeling the difference between Artem and Gleb and then Alan and then Val. Yeah, and mixing it all and up. And mixing it up. And they're all so amazing, but so different at the same time. So it's really... I don't know. I love it. That's fun. I love it. it you know, and I got to say, the drama of a ballroom competition, there's like, if you go to like a, the Saturday night competitions, oh there's nothing like it. It's insane. And also, when I competed, it, it was one of the hardest things that I've ever done. 
it, because you do rounds and rounds yes. and rounds, and it's, I mean, my stamina was on point after that. You're like, I got this. I, yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was, it was a whirlwind, but whoa. Yeah, those, yeah. I just, yeah, I love it, and they're like partners fighting on the floor and like on the dance floor, like they will get mad at yes. each other. It's, it is passionate. I, I guess, I don't remember this, but my partner, Italo, he, um, he told me that a couple couples like ran into us during our paso, and then this one couple started us and started right in front of us in our cha cha to like block our dance moves. And I was so in my zone because I get you like that. Sometimes. It, yeah. I didn't see it, but he was like, I was warding people off the whole time. I was like, this is so intense. Like there was a <laughs> battle, and I didn't even know I was <laughs> I in didn't it. Even know it. <laughs> All right, big question because okay. uh, hit the floor, hit the floor, yes. hit the floor. So excited for you! Congratulations. Thank you. I'm um, excited that it's moving to BET. Yeah. Yeah, this is going to be. I think this is a great move for it. Mm-hmm. Um, how did the job come about? All right, so it was once again. I think this is a theme also in my life and dance career. Good. It was a whirlwind. <laughs> <laughs> whirlwind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we need sound effects for that. Yes, we do. <laughs> um, so I was. It was season twenty-five of Dancing with the Stars, mm-hmm. and it was during finale week. And I get a call from um, my friend, Carly Anderson, who is one of Michael Rooney's assistants. Yes. And she was like, are you available to do Hit the Floor? I've sent your – she did it without really asking me, which – thank you. I appreciate That's it. That's so nice. That's amazing. Yes. She sent it to James LaRosa, who is the creator and executive producer of the show. And a big champion of dancers. You should yes. follow that. Follow him on Twitter. He's amazing. Oh, you absolutely should. He, Yeah, he's a fan of dance. He loves dance and – it's really nice to see that from someone in his position in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, Carly said, James loves your look and they really like you. Michael really likes you. Do you want to do season four of Hit the Floor? Yes. Not, I, I literally <laughs> yes. was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> you call your agent, you're like, um, I just got this offer. <laughs> I just got this offer. Yeah. But I mean, for me too, when I get opportunities like that come up, you know, I really do, you know, see what's, you know, what I'm balancing or what could be ahead or anything like that. And, you know, I go within myself and, you know, I talk to my mom and dad and I talk to my agent. Mm -hmm. And then for me, um, you know, I kind of like that you said this. I have these like fairy godmothers in yes. the dance world, um, and that that time I really talked to Mandy Moore about Mandy it. Moore so I know much. I love I her. Can't. She's great. She's the best. Yeah, she's awesome. And I just said, you know, I was like, man, I really expect, I really respect you in this dance world, and you know, obviously, I have the relationship with her that I can, you know, be really open and ask her for advice. But mm-hmm. I always feel that, you know, for professional advice, she's so. It's really awesome because she weighs the pros and cons with you. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, you know, after hearing everyone's advice, I decided to do it. And I started like four days later. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're like, here we go. Another, like, another okay. whirlwind. Yes. Yeah. No, but that's great because when you do have the mentors in the industry, people who mm-hmm. have been through it have, you know. And let me tell you, Mandy Moore, you guys, has had – a year like probably no one else. Yes. Um, especially on the dance side of this industry. Oh, yeah. And uh, she is still the same person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to say the still nice, kind, thoughtful, mm-hmm. generous person that she always ha- is and will be. And, yeah. and I think that's a major tribute to who she is as a, as a you know, her, her true character. It's oh, incredible. Yes. I think so too. Yeah. And I, I like that she's like paving the way and like oh, yeah. bringing everyone up with her. Mm-hmm. That to me is like... It's amazing. It's it, and it's what the industry should be about. I think so too. Uh, yeah. So I'm like I, I'm so happy to hear that. Um, what has it been like working on Hit the Floor? Because I love seeing the little the photo of you and Tiffany Mar, and I was like, our new double girl. Look at this. Oh yeah, Tiffy Tiff. Um, it was really amazing. It was awesome. I did. You know, it's so different from Dancing with the Stars. Mm-hmm. So I really had to shift everything, which I like. I love like I love live that. versus taped. Live, Start right there. Yes, live versus taped. Ballroom versus oh jazz hip hop. Jazz like a little... hip hop. Like really like Michael Rooney's choreography. Choreography is so athletic. Mm-hmm. So you know even switching gears on that. Um, and then you know it's just been really nice being um, being on a scripted show as well. Mm-hmm. And like we said, working with James, who he gives his dancers so much opportunity. I mean, he has us, the devil girls 
so involved in the script and so involved in the show. We are in so many scenes. We probably spent more days on set not dancing than we did filming our dance numbers. That's incredible. Yeah, he gives he gave us all lines. I love that. We each got a line, which is amazing, which I'm I love. Your character has a name, you're just not like dancer number fourteen or no, anything. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm Devil Girl Harper. Harper. Yes. Well nice to meet you, Harper. <laughs> I love that. That's great. I actually really like the name when James What's Harper's personality? Harper's personality, okay. So she she's definitely the good girl, the nice girl of mm-hmm. the team, but she's definitely more spicy than Brit. Okay. She definitely wears her sex appeal a little bit more on her sleeve. And um, she is that NBA dance team girl. You know, it's her first it's her first season on the show. So she is at first a little not I wouldn't say timid, but still kind of, you know, really excited to be there and she's the new girl. So I can't wait to see what Harper has in store. New kid on the block. I love that. That's super exciting. Now you are going to be finished with production before the next little spin-off season of Dancing with the yes. Stars. Yes, I will be. I will be. So possibilities are open for you to be on the All Athletes yes. edition. Possibilities are open. And I'm <laughs> very excited about that. Hoping that I will be a part of it. So in any way best. possible. Yes. 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 Pro or troop. We'll just throw I'll throw it out there for you. Thank you. Well, yes. <laughs> Pro. We'll throw it out. Pro first and <laughs> yeah. then troop next. Yes. But Thank they're you. both great. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> I'm like, I'll throw it out to the universe for Aww. you. Um, two things that you have coming up that yeah. I'm involved with too, yes. so I'm kind of excited about this. Let's start with um Pro Dance Camp because this is coming up March twenty-third through twenty-fifth. I'll yes. be Emceeing and uh, doing a Q&A, which I'm yeah. super excited about. But you are leading, kicking off each morning, I think, right? Yes. So I will be doing the warm-ups, basically just getting everyone's day started at the camp, which I'm really excited about. I think, you know, I'm really honored that Gleb and Artem asked me to do that. You know, I think... I'm really excited and I'm creating a really great warm up just to get everyone's day started. And I'm going to attend. I'm going to do your warm up. Oh, I, I need to start my day it. too. I love that. That'd be amazing. <laughs> what can I expect? <laughs> um, well, there will be all levels there. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm still working on it. Okay. But definitely something upbeat, especially the first day, yes. and something that really gets your body ready for ballroom, but also stretching and doing some exercises to make sure that no one gets injured especially because there are so many levels there. Mm -hmm. You know, some people, this could be something very new for them. So I just want to make sure that everyone is really prepared for the day. Um, So that's what you can expect. I love that. Now, how did they approach you about this? Because I think it's kind of fun how they've assembled everyone together. Yeah, you know, they... So so I'm also performing at the gala. Which I'm hosting. Yes. Which Yay, I get to introduce you then. Yes. <laughs> so I'll be doing um, a few different numbers. Great. Um, I'll be dancing with both Artem and Gleb, and, um, which I'm really excited about. So they approached me um, for that first. Mm-hmm. And then as they started really building their schedule and everything, they incorporated me throughout the day, which just means the warm-up. So... I'm really excited. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think there's some spots available, and I think ProDanceCamp.com has all of the information um, about that. Yes. Well, I believe that they had sold out of their gold packages, and then they added Allen, which is so exciting. And so they have packages available. That would be great. I'm glad that they added him. I was like, that's kind of like a really fun – Yeah. He adds that like – he young, does that fun. young fun yes. and like just really like super energetic spirit. I love it. That's going to be so great. Yeah, so great. Um, and then the other thing, which I think is really interesting, um, you and I had had a conversation when we were actually doing the interview, and you were saying I really want to work within the community oh, yeah. and outreach. This is actually yeah. how it started. And I said, you know what? I know who I can hook you mm-hmm. up with. And I was like, I want to hook you up with Nigel Lithgow's Dizzy Feet Foundation, um, which works with so many underprivileged areas and bringing dance into the schools because so many arts programs have been cut and it seems like they're going to get cut even more. I know. Um, So I introduced you to Danae, who is amazing and handles all of Nigel and Adam Shankman's um, charitable work and everything. Um, So talk a little bit about why you want to get involved. First of all, we love Danae. We love Danae. (laughs) Danae, we love you. I know. She's the best. (laughs) She's awesome. Um, And thank you so much for 
um, introducing the two of us because I did express to you that I was really passionate about the dance community and you know its place in the world and just everything and how important I think that it is. So thank you for that introduction. Of course, I'm happy to do it. Um, so I'm really excited to start to get involved with Dizzy Feed. I'm still working on in the process of figuring out what that means for Mm -hmm. me and what that means for Dizzy Feed. Um, But I think that they have a really great message and a really great cause. Um, You know, helping underprivileged dancers Mm -hmm. is so huge. And I think that could mean anything. It could mean, you know, a dancer in let's say Louisiana that might not have, you know, the same opportunity as someone in New York and making sure that he or she has the same dance experience, um, as anybody and making sure, you know, everything funding, the right dance studio, the right program, all of the above. Um, and then also, you know, dance programs in schools, like you said, funding is getting cut which is so unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, Danae and I have talked about this a thousand times that, you know, I really, I'm passionate about art in schools. Mm-hmm. Um, even if a kid is not an artist, I believe it just kind of opens the mind to creative thinking. And it's not so, you know, black and white. It just really expands your mind. And it could be dance or it could be many art forms. Music, yeah, drawing. Yeah, anything. I mean, I went to a performing arts school middle school through high school. So, you know, you could argue that that's maybe all I know, but, (laughs) (laughs) but I mean, I, I felt like my education was so enhanced because of that. And I think if you um, like look at the statistics and things like that, and this isn't about like making every kid a professional dancer. No. This is this is enriching their lives, yeah. and also it makes them um, work harder in school. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, their homework improves, mm-hmm. their grades improve. It creates discipline. Yes, um, and I think those are just some basic great things. I know that for me, all my ballet training, I was like super yeah. scheduled thanks to ballet. Yeah, um, when it came to my schoolwork, so I think that. Um, looking at the bigger picture, not just like, we're going to make everyone a professional dancer mm-hmm. and they're going to Broadway. Right. It's not it. Um, but it is about creating a love of the arts, too, because we mm-hmm. want to create that next generation of audiences yes. as well. Absolutely. Um, and then also, too, their idea of that dance is for everyone. Yes. That dance heals. Um, they work with certain programs like Dance for Parkinson's, um, Dance for Alzheimer's. Yes. They work with different... Um, Companies, it's there's a few wheelchair dance mm-hmm. um, programs. Infinite Flow is one here in Los yes, Angeles. Thank They're you. Great. Yeah, and so just that idea that anybody can dance, and how that enhances their lives. I don't know. I just think Dizzy Feet is doing some really amazing things, and um, and they have a ton of amazing things in the works. And I'm excited that. I'm going to start to get involved and that I'm figuring out what that means. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. I know. (laughs) And you guys, they are doing like some really big things for 2018. They're not announced yet, but just to let you know, it's exciting. So be sure to follow along. DizzyFeetFoundation.org, I believe, is the website. And they also have an Instagram too. Yes. yes. Instagram, Twitter, they're all yeah. they're all out there. So but I think I'm so glad that you you guys got you got involved and you know, know National Dance Day will be coming up again. And yes. I love that. I know. Hopefully you can attend. I, I know, hopefully I can. Last time I was on tour. <coughs> so <laughs> everyone was on tour last year, I think. I know. And I was like, oh no, because they really want to incorporate, I think, all of like the world of dance. So yeah. you think you can dance on uh, dancing with the stars and get mm-hmm. them like all together, which I think is going to be kind of incredible if we can get all three shows to to really work together on all of that um i can't believe there's like four minutes left i'm like "Ah, how did that happen that's Um, crazy my question to you and uh, we had talked briefly about it and the first time i interviewed you um just you are also really interested i know in choreography and sort of what goes on behind the scenes where are you at right now because obviously you're working as a dancer you have Mm -hmm. to kind of still hone that skill i'm Mm -hmm. sure and you probably pay attention to what's happening what what michael's doing what his assistant's doing yeah absolutely um yeah i'm definitely curious Mm -hmm. about what happens behind the camera and um i've had many experiences too with you know kenny ortega and i worked with tony Tony Testa last year on the Grammys, yes. which was really fun. The Bee Gees, right? Yeah, it was oh, for the Bee Gees. So good. 
really awesome. Um, and so that's definitely something I know I had mentioned to you that Debbie Allen is someone that her career, I really look up to her that she's been able to transform from a dancer to an actor to a choreographer to director, creative director, executive producer, a community activist, yes. like showrunner. Yes, everything. Everything. And I mean, if I could do that, that would be absolutely amazing. So, and she runs a successful dance studio, by the way. Like on right. top of all of that, I know she's insane. And like the like, and she also does a dance Sunday over at the Wallace Annenberg. Like I don't know where the woman has time, but she does it. I know she does. So, um, choreography and being behind the scenes is definitely on my radar. And I think you know, Dancing with the Stars is also such an amazing thing for that too, because you can have both. You can be mm-hmm. the performer, but you can also choreograph. And so me right now, I'm just trying to, to develop that muscle mm-hmm. too. And, um, you know, I have been doing, you know, assistant choreography stuff, but then also, you know, working on what my voice is um, as a choreographer. Yeah, so, what is your style like? What's my style yeah. like? Um, and I think that, you know, it takes time to process and time to to come about so you can also stay tuned for that I know I'm looking forward to that maybe maybe one day a number on Dancing with the Stars yes I would I love know you that. guys all kind of work together on the um, bumpers yeah, but maybe like a, a, full number, a full number like on you know cool. a perf- yeah on the result show or yeah, something yeah that would be amazing I'll throw that out there too for you I'm just gonna ah, throw out a Kristen. bunch of stuff I'll be your dance fairy godmother thank you <laughs> so great well I want to thank you so much for coming in This you were one of my favorite people to interview and I just think what you're doing you're, you've made a lot of the right moves and I think a lot of dancers really admire that. So, Aww, well, thank you so much. It's always I like you said, an hour always goes by super quick with us, which is amazing. It's good, <laughs> yeah. So, thank you so much. And you know, I love to share my story, and if it can, you know, inspire somebody or even be educational for someone yeah. who's trying to become a dancer or even someone that's just curious or I I don't know. There's tons of dance fans yes, out there. <laughs> there is. So thank you so much for the opportunity. Of course. And where can everyone find you if they want to follow you on social media and all that good stuff? Yes. Um, t- uh, Twitter is Brit B. Stewart. And then Instagram and Facebook is Brit Benet. Fantastic. So follow me there, guys. We're looking forward to another season of Dancing with the Stars. Yes. And, of course, hit the floor coming yes. up on BET now. BET this summer, 2018. Oh, yeah. I love that. <laughs> All right, you guys. We want to thank you for joining us here at To The Point with Kristen Burt, presented by Dance Network and Popcorn Talk. You can find all the latest news at dancenetwork.tv. And I want to let you guys know that we are going to have probably our youngest um, guest in studio next week. We're going to have Diana Pombo from World of Dance. I'm really excited. So that should be a lot of fun. We will see you all next week. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. Here's a question here, and those are the hosts of the Popcorn Talk Network.